All right, so we are back with the after party for our episode on Hollywood. So, <laughs> Sin City. Yep, the original Sin City. Um, thank you guys for subscribing to the Patreon and hanging out with us for this extra hour. Um, so yeah, I mean, we ended we ended that episode kind of talking about like apocalypse. Apocalypse movies and like zombie movies and stuff. And that, and you even brought up like horror movies. And, and that's a really good thing to bring up because when people talk about how like fucked up Hollywood is and how they're like programming people and conditioning people and all this stuff, like typically you hear about the very um, material things that they're doing, a lot of, like, the war stuff. Um, mm -hmm. We didn't really get into a lot of the crime type of stuff, too, but that's oh, a really... And like, gang affiliations, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Like, and I actually have a whole tangent, I'll go on that, about that later, but, like, when you look at, like, the history of, like, zombie movies and apocalypse movies, they're implanting in your psyche, in your understanding of the world, this idea of the end of the world or this idea of a collapse of civilization and stuff like that. And so not only does it do that, but it also gives you this idea where there will be survivors and there will be heroes in this scenario and there will be these quests that you have to do. And like, you know, you fucking get stoned with your friends and they talk about what would you do when the world ends? And everyone's like, oh, I would kill a bunch of zombies and I would. No, you wouldn't. You can't run more than two blocks like you don't yeah. know how to drive a stick shift like you don't know how to farm like you can barely cook. You can barely survive in your studio apartment now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like the same thing that pisses me off when like a bunch of dumb white people get together and they're like, dude, we should totally buy a farm and go off the grid. It's like, no, you when you go camping, you spend four thousand dollars on equipment. Like, <laughs> yeah. And a cabin. Yeah, exactly. So like it's not a realistic like a realistic expectation for you to have. But even with like a lot of the zombie stuff, like the scenario is always like. The zombie apocalypse happens, but then like a ragtag group of people survive and they canvas the city and there's like roving gangs around, but they go to like a mall or a gun store and they're all really good shots. And always their goal is to find this other civilization that they've mm -hmm. heard of that they could barely tap into some type of radio frequency that has some type of immunization that's going to save the whole world and population. That's interesting because that's kind of what's being fed to us right now. The narrative is that Bill Gates or some millionaire or some blah, blah, blah is going to have a magic immunization that will cure us all. Um, but there are way too many fucking films that have conditioned us to see and to accept mandated vaccines on a global scale, not even on a national scale. I also wanted to interject that um, Tinder, I was on YouTube uh, maybe like last summer um, and there was this ad for Tinder and I had never seen a commercial for Tinder on YouTube before, like ever. This is the only time. But what they showed was like, what would you do at the end of the world? And it was like very sexy, but it was like basically the... Um, the question or the question prompt that you would ask the person that you matched with was like, what would you do if, and all of the options were like post-apocalyptic settings and the, co the commercial was like scary as shit. There were like explosions and people dying and zombie outbreaks. And I have never seen this commercial ever, ever again. I've even looked for it and I can't find it anywhere. And I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? So it's interesting. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like the collapse of economy, the collapse of civilization is always fed to us. One, to remove our power. Two, to instill fear and powerlessness. And three, to condition us to accept that a collapse is inevitable and that a police state is also inevitable, like along with that. Yeah, that's always one of the big parts of it is that the military is your friend and you need to go find the military. You need to go find the government because they have the answers. 
and they're always the people who are there to help you. I mean, a lot of times a big plot twist is like, they actually aren't. They're the bad guy. But there still is like this yeah. overwhelming narrative of like, we need to find the government because they'll know what to do. Mm-hmm. And it conditions a lot of people, whether they realize it or not, to think like, well, if shit hits the fan, the government will know what to do. Or like the government will take care of us. And yes, yep. not only is that dangerous, but it's false. Like mm-hmm. we've we've seen even recently like. And I'm not going to say, like, be an alarmist and be like, we're witnessing a collapse, like, because we're we're not. But, like, even with, like, the very minor structural damage that has been done, mm-hmm. it the fucking government doesn't know what they're doing. And so it's it's just a very funny part of a lot of this, like, pre-programming and, like, conditioning that happens involving movies and television. Like, one of the biggest fucking shows on TV was the goddamn Walking Dead. Like, mm-hmm. like it really is just, like, they're trying to implant in people's minds this idea of, like, collapse and the fact, like, so then if it happens, it's not going to break your fucking brain and if yep. it does happen, you've been watching these shows and movies, so you already think you know what you have to do, which is go outside yep. and find supplies and make a bunker and hunker down and shoot everybody and be afraid of everybody around you and then find the government. Same with games. Look at the video game. E3, Ubisoft, all of these companies also get a ridiculous amount of money annually, not even just for their games, but for commercials and for teasing the games that they're ev- they're, they haven't even released yet. And a lot of these games look at Doom, look at Mass Effect, look at fucking Halo, look at Call of Duty, look at uh, Left 4 Dead. Like I could go on and on and on, but even video games are a part of this. And I wish I didn't sound like such a damn hippie, but like, our entertainment is infiltrated by the CIA and um, the sooner you kind of like get off of it, the sooner you become a little bit more awake and aware of what's going on around you. Because yeah, that's like what Zero is saying is that they condition us so that we don't panic, right? If you can like baby feed us into little steps or that doesn't make sense. But if you can like, if you can slowly and gradually progress us into this setting that you've set up for us, then we're not going to resist it on a mass level. We're going to accept it because, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I saw this in a movie and this happened uh, back in the 1600s and it just makes sense. Like, it's okay. It's normalized. It's like supposed to happen this way, but it isn't. Governments are not supposed to have this much control not over our entertainment, not over our advertising companies. I know that there's like this huge graph that's been very popularized. um, And it's like five companies own basically everything. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, it is a stretch of a graph, but it, it is very telling in that, okay, monopolies are real. We used to learn about monopolies in school, but the way that we were taught about taught about monopolies is like very skewed in order for us to be pro-capitalist it's uh, it's fucking crazy man yeah no it it really is and it's i mean it's all what we just got done talking about for a fucking hour you know it's just straight up us like being conditioned and, and them trying to control like how we think and how we're going to react in like these crisis situations you know like they want to stack the deck in their favor. They want to make sure that they know how how everyone will act. And they don't need to teach us this in school. You know, they don't need to do anything like that because all, like, they have to do is show us this shit, like, in a fucking stupid-ass TV show or a stupid-ass movie. And now we just... We think we know what to expect. And so we can just be very, very easily corralled and like very easily controlled. And that's exactly what will happen in any of these situations. Like as soon as something hits the fan, the powers that be already know how everyone's going to act because they spent the last, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 years telling us what to do without us even knowing it. 
Yeah, I also, um, going back to like one of our first episodes when we were talking about like the UN, right? So first of all, like un or uno or one to unite, to ignite, to excite, all these words mean the same thing, right? And so you have the UN um, that is trying to push this message of unity, but in a really deceptive manner. Yeah. And we're seeing a bunch of eugenicists and people who, like I said, have high rollers on their donor list, allowing them to corral us into this school of thought of being like, we need to unify. If you go to the Lucius Trust's website, or basically that's like a shoot off or a branch of the UN, that's what they were originally called, you will find that they are like, we follow the moon cycle and follow the moon cycle with us and like follow this new religion. and. Christ is coming back and it looks fucking crazy. It looks like a tinfoil hat website, mm -hmm. but in fact, it is actually run by the UN. People don't fucking understand <laughs> that the UN and the Bilderberg. Oh, also the UN is comprised of 39 groups. And each of these 39 groups consists of 13 people. That is important because in the Illuminati or in really any like esoteric group, those numbers are important. Three, nine, seven, 11, 13, 39. Those numbers are so, so, so prevalent in those societies. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, look at the Hunger Games, look at Brave New World, look at, um, oh, what was that movie called? Not Mesopotamia. Was mm -hmm. it Mesopotamia? What? It was like, oh, Metro... Metro. Uh, you gotta give me more than that. I don't know. It was a post-apocalyptic setting, and it was a really old movie, like black and white movie, um, in which the Baphomet was controlling all of these slave labors, and there I was have someone. No idea what this is. <laughs> Shit, I sound crazy. Anyway, there are a lot of movies that show this. Um, this one world system controlling poor masses. Mm -hmm. I think Hunger Games is a really, uh, was a sensationalized film that was, um, yeah, procured for very intentional reasons. You have 12 districts and you have the capital and then you have like this weird offshoot of a government type like the capital, but was like anti-capital, but they were still dictating people and like, being a totalitarian government. It's so funny well, how you say totalitarian. Totalitarian. I can't say that Total word. You totalitarian? Totalitarian. 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 <laughs> Continue. Like a toad, Pepe the frog, oh. magic. Oh, okay. Memetics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. I would love to talk about Pepe the frog and like Trump and the whole 4chan thing and like pizza gate because you know what's interesting i was on the phone with my mom uh recently well, now they got boogaloos too what'd you say well now there's like boogaloos that's the new thing what's that boogaloo is they are predominantly right-wing um accelerationists and so their whole thing is, yeah so their whole thing is that they want to start another civil war so it's a lot of the dudes you see at these rallies that have like um, Hawaiian shirts and like igloo patches and stuff on all their dumb tactical gear. They're all like dumb internet 4chan dudes who want to start Civil War II Electric Boogaloo, also known as the Boogaloo. Oh my God. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Well, I'm not That's kidding you. That is, that is what it is. That's fucking crazy. I actually have never heard of that before. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's... I've never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a um, whole thing. Wait, so how does that tie into Pizzagate? Because it's all 4chan people. Oh, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, um, that's that's interesting. I feel like 4chan and Reddit have been kind of compromised a long time ago, but like back in the day, four, five, six years ago, maybe even prior to that, um, when a lot of this these conspiracy threads were untouched by mods and like higher ups, like... Dude, the the person that Reddit was sold to as like the CEO was, I don't know, a big censorship, a pro censorship person, and now you have Susan Wakajakovexi or whatever the fuck her last name is. 
your face. I have Ex- no idea. Why did you just call me? Yeah, no. <laughs> Susan W mm-hmm. is the one of the CEOs and like uh, you know the big the big head honcho of YouTube right now, and we could talk about YouTube and like censorship and like what is deemed censorable and what is fine and like we're seeing a bunch of like really fucked up nasty gnarly gory shit on cnn but at the same time if you're to put something on youtube that is like copyright or that isn't i don't know censorship laws just are very nonsensical and it seems like really hypocritical honestly but i don't know man there's just a lot there um but I would I would like to talk about Pizzagate and I would like to talk about the powers that trauma hold and um, how trauma breeds trauma. We could talk about archons and all that shit. But, you know, I'm just kind of going off the cuff. I'm kind of going back through like older notes, too. Mm-hmm. And I want I I stopped at the my Star Wars notes. Right. Because like I feel like you're a Star Wars nerd. I definitely grew up a Star Wars nerd. My dad read all of the books. We, Me and my brother and my dad played like every single video game, read all the comics, blah, blah, blah. And even up until I was like 22, 23, like I read all of that shit. And um, I don't know. I feel like yeah, Star Wars is really interesting um, because it also pushes not only like this dark and light force, but it also pushes like uh, how trauma can become your friend in order to rule your world and other people's worlds. Yeah. Hollywood. No, I mean, it, it definitely does. It controls, it controls all that stuff. And like the power of trauma, like in the personal lives of people involved in Hollywood, as well as what's portrayed on screen is like, it's very profound and it's a very important part of it because most stories that get turned into movies, they involve some sort of trauma that you either have to avenge or overcome. Like how many fucking movies are there where it's like some fucking doughy belly dude, like avenging his like dead wife or like his dead girlfriend or, or his dead daughter. Or like- kids parents dying look at harry potter look at yeah. literally any disney movie where like your parents have to die in order for you to like transmute that yeah and it's always this like weird like your strength lies in like what has happened to you which literally translates to like oh you uh collected some uh some real energy when you were around your mom who got killed like it's you know it's like all that crazy shit where like your past makes you strong like in these films like that's the whole narrative and so it like normalizes a lot of this like trauma and like abuse that people have to deal with because like no it's cool because like in the end you're going to be a fucking superhero like in the end you'll save the day you just have to have like your best friend get murdered in front of you to realize what you really need to do exactly um and yeah and going back to like you were talking about the walking dead Mm -hmm. um i I got into that show for the first, like, maybe two episodes, but that show fucking sucked. It was boring, and it was long, and it was dragged out, and it so clearly had, like, a propaganda message that I was, like, I don't know if I was too smart to watch it or too dumb to watch it, but I was (laughs) just, like, very over it so quickly. But that's the thing, right? It's, like, you wake up from a coma, and it's the end of the fucking world, and you're traumatized, and everyone you love is dead, and, like, what a way to wake up. Like, good morning, like... That is trauma porn. And what trauma porn does is it is it breeds um, this idea that you can do anything because what the fuck do you have to lose? Do without will. Crowley talked about this so much. If you've lost everything, then you can do anything. And the reason he says that is because like, well, I have nothing to lose if I do this or if I do X, Y, and Z. But if it's something that I crave then I can accomplish it because I've already been through the worst. And that's what that's about. Um, there's this thing also going through the notes. <laughs> You're crazy. There's this thing called the Egyptian Jubilee, which mm-hmm. I know I've kind of talked about before, but it was a precursor to Lupercalia. And Lupercalia was an Egyptian and Roman um, holiday that took place on February 14th, and it's the reason we celebrate Valentine's Day today. 
Um, the said festival was to celebrate, celebrate the wolf god, otherwise known as Wepulwet or Sed. Um, and it actually predates Osiris and Anubis. But in this festival, you were, it was kind of like a horror festival. Like you were supposed to dress up as animals. You were supposed mm-hmm. to wear thongs like made from these things. But anyway, it was like a trauma porn celebration. And it was straight up magic because you were able to celebrate a trauma bration. I'm trying to figure out a good one for it. Trauma bration. Yeah. Celebration and trauma in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think it's something you. I'll blurt it back out. I'll interrupt again. <laughs> no, I love it. Please interrupt me. But yeah, no, that's, that's like some real shit involving, you know, just like the revelry surrounding like pain and gore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's fine. Like I understand pain and pleasure like very well. However, what I don't agree with in a lot of conspiracy theorists and fringe factists and conspiracy researchers or whatever the fuck, what they believe in is that the non-consensual act of forcing people into trauma bonds and contagion contracts and contagion magic is is not is not ethical. You know, we are being forced to be someone else's slave. And that's kind of been what's happening for a really long time. It's why people are panicking about going to work and rent. That's why people panic about raising their children because they were raised to have this idea of raising a family and getting a nine to five and doing this and this and that. It's fucking crazy. Um, what's, what's taught to us and it's not okay because you can be um, against eugenicists and you could be against racism, but in the same breath, but in the same breath, um, kind of watch these films and use entertainment as a guide to history and like historical facts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. No, I mean, that's, that's like a whole, that's like a whole thing. Like, Using these things as like a guide to history is is very, very sneaky, right? Because our our fucking education system has completely failed us. Like we don't mm-hmm. like we don't learn history and politics and shit from school. We barely learn no. it from, you know, our family or our community because it's like not polite to talk about religion or politics. So where you learn about the world from Uh fucking movies and TV. And so like, like we harped on the main episode a lot about like the stuff surrounding war or whatever, but like at the same time, like everything about like your daily life basically comes to you from Hollywood stuff. Like, one of the big things that I have been thinking about recently was like jail and like prison and like the police. Like if you go back and watch like old timey movies, like Turner classic movies and shit, like, you know, like shit back then where it talks about like people in jail, it's just Uh a bunch of dudes wearing striped outfits, like goofing off and like hanging out in like wood shop class and stuff. And like, you know, like playing fucking dice and like smoking cigarettes and like chilling. Like it's this very mm-hmm. relaxed, like boys club, like, Hey, what's up guys? Like when you walk in because everyone knows you in there type of thing, like the wardens right. are just like, shut up wise guy. Like it's this very yeah, like yeah, yeah. jovial chill place. And like even people who like you kind of talk to who went to jail back then, like in the, you know, like in the sixties or the seventies or even like, they were like, it's chill. Yeah. It it's like, pretty chill. dude, whatever. Like I fucking stole a car. I had to do two months in jail. Like mm-hmm. whatever. I knew a bunch of people in there. I just fucking hung out. Like I didn't do yeah. shit. Like I got some reading done. Like, and then as soon as like a lot of the crime bill stuff started to pass and a lot of this like urbanization of the prison system and like private prisons became a whole thing. And the whole point was to demonize people of color and then throw them in jail. Then it became this like very, very vicious, scary place that you don't want to go to at any cost. So the reason why you don't want to break laws and break the rules isn't because it's right or wrong. It's because you don't want to go to jail. 
What happens when you go you to jail? You don't want to go to jail, but you also don't want to go to a mental asylum. Mm-hmm. That's also pushed on us. It's like, you don't want to go to the loony bin and you don't want to go to prison now. And that is super strange to me because like you were saying in our, um, you know, companion episode is what you call them. Um, before this, you were like, oh yeah, Hollywood put in a bunch of extras that were people of color in order to make it seem that the U.S. wasn't racist during that time. <laughs> Your look. And I was like, okay, cool. So we're not racist, but, but now we're going to turn prisons into mostly black and Mexican and like, you know, brown and black, whatever, um, places. And we're going to push the prison system as a black and brown place. And like in movies now, when you see movies that have anything to do with prisons, it's mostly black and brown people. So I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that's the whole Mm -hmm. thing is the people who are now like, occupying the fucking jail are fucking minorities and shit. And so because of that, like now that's like the big scare tactic. Like we will control you because if you go to jail, you'll be fucking killed or you'll be, you'll be raped. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 So then they push homosexuality. So not are they, not only are they pushing homosexuality as something that you should do and that you should want to do right now, but also they're going to push it in the same breath that it's a really disgusting act and that we will use it against you as a, as a form of punishment in Hollywood. Um, Crowley was also like, okay, um, homosexual acts, queer acts, all these like weird sexual experiments. Like that's a way of unlocking your doth, your sephira, your, you know, secret tree of life. And he pushed this a lot. Um, and that's really interesting because in the previous episode um, to this one, I was talking about how John D. Rockefeller had this thing um, called shit was like the planned council. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And basically, yeah, well, I want to look up the actual word here. Give me one second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> population. I always forget. Population council. And um, what this population council was in charge of, well, first of all, John G. Rockefeller was a huge eugenicist and a huge trillionaire. And what he did and like what his main thing was, was, okay, how do we have like less population? How do we, um, how do we trick people into thinking that like there, there are, there's not an abundant amount of land here on the world. And what he did was he created this thing called Planned Parenthood and uh, family planning. And it was basically like, okay, uh, let me scare people into thinking that our earth is falling apart and it's because of humans. It's because of their CO2 emissions. It's because of human traffic and their, their carbon footprint. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's, there's just a lot there and there's a lot of conditioning and like, um, brainwashing in terms of pretending that we don't actually have that much land to spare, but we do, um, homosexuality was hyper pushed. Um, but it's also like this form of punishment as well. And that was like the plan. Yeah, no, all that stuff is like very interesting because like, When you get into like, especially like the land use aspect of it, right? And like Mm -hmm. all the stuff that goes on with that. Like Mm -hmm. if you look at like the population density in our country, you very quickly see that like there's so much land available and there's just like, there's so much like space that we could be occupying instead of like these very high density urban areas. And like, because of that, like there's this really interesting, uh, like theory about like horror literature and stuff where Mm -hmm. it's like, if you look at the, um, the, like the scary stories of like England and all that stuff, they all have to do with like an urban environment. And the reason is because Mm -hmm. a lot of their atrocities happened during the industrial revolution. 
and things that happened during that time. But Mm -hmm. a lot of our scary stories have to do with rural environments because of the atrocities that we committed during like westward expansion and things like that. So that's Mm. why you have this like sort of fear of rural environments and stuff, right? So you have this, this fear of the country and you have this fear of basically being outside. And so what that does in effect is it makes it so that all of our sort of like our entire idea of uh, our civilization and like how we should be living, like our housing layout has to be in these very high density urban areas. And then by having all the jobs and all the people live there, then what you can do is you can control the property value. And so you can create poor neighborhoods and you can create like rich neighborhoods and you can, you can do all of that stuff. And that's just another really easy way to control people. Right. Cause like what you're doing is you're really just lying to people and tricking them about like what type of uh, dwelling they're allowed to have or where they feel safe, like where, like, you know, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting when you when you get into like a lot of the racist implications of the housing market that have sprung up from like these general tactics involving like good neighborhoods and bad neighborhoods. And that's just kind of like a polite way to talk about like minority neighborhoods versus like black neighborhoods is like, you know, oh, there's a bad area and there's a good area and stuff. And then through that, like, it's just, a you know, it's a further control mechanism, right? So all that stuff is so, yeah, it's very a way interesting. to condition people to make them feel like they're less than they are. Yeah. It's a way to be like, hey, this is what you are. These are your labels. These are your hashtags that you need to attach to your identity. And this is what you are. That's what we see here in, like, um, trans communities here in the city, too, and like queer communities are like, there's like a bunch of labels tied to this, like cutie pock or BIPOC or walk, or it's a lot of just like these acronyms. But if we're coming together just because these umbrella terms are the only things that join us, like that's super dangerous because we're so much more than just these like minority victim trauma titles that are being placed on us. Like we're so much more than that. I don't know. But yeah. It's like a way to control our status. It's a way to control um, where we should be, Um, especially us like living in the city. We see that like so much is controlled in terms of like food, population growth, um, education, healthcare, and that's all like systematic. It has nothing, I mean, yes, it has something to do with racism, but it's even deeper than that. It has so much more to do with just race. In fact, it has everything to do with like class and money mm-hmm. and power and not i'm not even like saying like there's like this white rich guy you know it's a bunch of white rich guys that control everything like actually those are just puppets those are puppets being pulled by a high, high higher power and um what these puppets want to see is the masses talking about black versus white brown versus white white versus the mass and like that's actually an incredibly divisive way to go through the world and this is coming from someone who was brainwashed into thinking that black and white and brown mattered you know for a long time and like this is coming from someone who thought that like queer and trans stuff was you know prevalent or important and I think to a lot of people it is but at the same time like it's not that important Um, What's actually important is like class and how people have used that historically to pin us against each other. But at the end of the fucking day, we're on the same ass team. (laughs) and It's just crazy. It's fucking crazy. No, it really is crazy because it's it really is like the easiest way to completely divide us. Right. Is to set up all these different social classes and to to make us really think that race and education and where we're from really matters when like we all know that it just straight up doesn't but that's the easiest way for us to like to really be controlled right so like land is the most valuable resource i mean 
like going back to even like feudal times, like the people who were in control were literally the people who owned lands. They were the fucking landlords. And so because of that, like you have this structure that is still in place to where like not to get too Marxist about like the means of production and all that stuff, but still like you, you still see that today where there's the people who own the land and there's the people who live on it. Like there's the people who own the businesses and there's the people who create the goods and the services, like all of these things still exist and they exist as a way to divide us and to create an us versus them mentality that really shouldn't exist because we are like all of us are the us and the mm -hmm. them are like the rich people and the people who are in control and stuff like that. But what ends up happening is it starts to be us versus them on like race lines or religious lines or like sexuality lines or something. And it's, it's all just these very superficial ways to divide us because the people in power very much know if everyone banded together across these artificial barriers, like they wouldn't be able to control us anymore. Right. Like that would be their ultimate downfall. Like it really would just be the best way for us to, to be able to take control again is if we could see past everything that has been dividing us. And especially recently with, with all the stuff that's happening, like with the, uh, the civil rights stuff that's happening, like a lot of the, the revolt and the uprisings and stuff like that, that's going on. Like this is all very dangerous for the people that are in power because this okay. is people banding together. And that's the one thing that can never happen. Like we can never truly be united. I mean, they brought in the fucking military, you know, like they're trying to pass laws against people congregating and people protesting and stuff now because it's no longer like a black guy gets killed and now it's only black people who are protesting. Like now we have it to where like there's fucking everyone from every race and every, you know, age group. Everyone is speaking out now and it's very, very scary to the people in power. Mm -hmm. All you right. Know? And it's just, it's, it's very interesting living through this time where a lot of the artificial constructs are starting to really fail. Like we're really starting to see through a lot of the stuff that's happening because I don't know, like maybe people are waking up, maybe they're, they're getting lazy and they took they can, their control for granted. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with like the internet and stuff, but at the same time, like there really isn't like much that they can really do to like control us socially anymore. We're like very quickly moving past that. And it's going to have to be a thing where it's, it's done by force and it's controlled by force. Like we no longer can be controlled socially anymore. And it's, it's something that worked for so long and that's why people are fucking scrambling right now. You know, that really yeah. is why people like don't know what to do. Yeah, I feel like you said you mentioned the internet. Um, that's super important because um, now what what people have the ability to do is cancel each other, right? So, and I know this is like kind of an offshoot and like a complete tangent of Hollywood, but people now have the option of just blocking somebody. And on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook, like these things have taught us how to eliminate people from our lives very quickly and to have this like very primitive animalistic way of eliminating people. And um, I find that that's super interesting too, like in terms of separation and division and just like how we can um, further this divide. And it's like, we're not even helping each other. We're, <laughs> we're kind of like being against each other, but in the same breath and like on an Instagram post being like, Oh my God, like I love my brother and sister and wow, my black friends and my black family, like I'm here for you. But it's like, but you also are censoring yourself and you're also like being brainwashed into believing that there is a right speak and a right think. And what these social media platforms do is 
is kind of control people and saying like, well, um, I don't know. It's like very brave new worldy. It's very like, how, how can we even further divide these people? Cause like divide and conquer is not just this cliche term that we learned in school. It's something that actually really, really, really works. Um, even on a cellular level, right? Like if you can divide cells, you can actually hijack their system and you can hijack the way they worked to the point where if you want to control a T cell, you can reprogram, um, what it does and, and how it, how it alters the human body on, um, you know, if you want to talk about microbiology, which no one does, I'm just kind of going on a rant. <laughs> I'm a little bit distracted, but well, yeah. a lot of the like divide and conquer stuff like really is like a, a big portion of the way to be controlled and also to not be controlled, right? So if we okay. if we have some sort of like unified front, then it becomes that much more difficult for there to be some sort of like not like an outside aggressor, but like you know just like something like that taking place or really happening. Mm-hmm. And so what you get is, is like this really just like an inability to affect any type of change. So yeah. like not to really bring it back to a lot of the stuff that's happening now, but like if people can really like get their shit together and like understand how to, um, like how to unify like their community and like their, you know, their state of their country or whatever. And just like, learn how to fight the government really not to get to like rabble rousey your own food i feel like that's more of a thing like you know what i mean yeah but that also is like fighting the government in a sense right because through doing mm, a lot of self-sufficiency yeah. tactics or practices you're eliminating yourself from the capitalist chain that they depend on so much so like you know, that's why a lot of the like off the grid stuff is like so important because mm-hmm. if you can eliminate your forced interaction with the government, then they don't have a lot of control over you and, and you don't have a lot to lose if they mm-hmm. attempt to really do anything aside from like physical uh, punishment, basically. So like mm-hmm. if you go full like prepper off the grid and you don't need the city or the state or the government for your water and your electricity and your food, they don't have that control over you anymore. And that's, that's a lot of the stuff with like why they want to corral people to the cities is because they can turn off the power. They could turn off the water, poison the water. They can, it's it's a lot easier to control a large amount of people because they're all in one fucking area. When you get out into the rural parts, like it's hard to control all of those people on the really micro level because they're all very spread out. Now you can still control them with like forcing them to do public school and then all their kids still have to go to the public school or you can control them. Like if they don't have well water or if they, you know, they still need you for their internet access and and stuff like that. So they're being completely self-sufficient in the modern age is very, very difficult because of like the like digital communication aspect of it. But right, right, right. But like, aside from that, like a really big way to liberate yourself from a lot of this control is to rely on them for the least amount of stuff possible. And that comes with a lot of like prepper rhetoric stuff. I remember when I was hanging out with two of our friends that we talk about all the time, we were watching like doomsday preppers, Mm -hmm. I think was the name of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I was, they were like, yo, uh, zero, zero. And you must be fucking crazy. Like, I hope you guys don't believe in flat earth, LOL, all this shit. But I was like, you have an interest in doomsday preppers. Like there, (laughs) there must be some type of intrinsic reason why you're interested in this. But when we were watching that, oh my God, I know, I know, same. (laughs) I have a tinfoil hat. Look, we can go in. Actually, that'd be an interesting episode if we could go into the history of why it's called tinfoil hat and just kind Damn, of. Like I thought we were going to talk about prepping. Ugh. 
oh, we could do that too. I'm very into that. I know how to do all of it. I know how to hunt. I know how to kill. <laughs> but uh, my point in saying that is there are different ways to be against the government. And the most, I know no one wants to hear this hippy dippy shit, but the ultimate way to be against them is to actually love yourself fully. And what that means is not just like, being like, oh my God, I love you self. Like you're great. Like it is a part of that, but it's also looking out for yourself. It's also putting yourself first in scenarios. It's believing in yourself, believing in your power, believing in your ancestors power. Cause I don't care what POC tell you. Everyone has ancestors and like white people were enslaved. Everyone was enslaved at some point. And now we're seeing this wave in which we can kind of make a difference, right? Because like everyone was really, really traumatized at a certain point. And if you traumatize all the root races, um, you can kind of like control them and make them slaves, right? Because we're all slaves, no matter what the fuck you look like, we're all fucking slaves. Well, I'm not. Zero isn't. I don't, I don't like, the power of word is important also. So if you say you're a slave, you're probably a slave. I'm not a slave. I'm not a slave, I'm free. <laughs> but all this to say, um, that, yeah, gardening is important, going against your government is important, but also um, believing in yourself and doing all this hippy-dippy nonsense of understanding that your word is your reality. Um, I don't know if many people believe that, but if y'all researched the gateway experiment or the literally any any fucking vague ass thing that we're talking about you would truly understand the power of your word and the power of self yeah no and, yeah yeah i don't know it's a whole it's a whole thing and i could get into it i would love to do a whole episode on the gateway process and mm -hmm. how to link your hemispheres in order to control your reality it's basically like called like lucid living yeah Right. So you can like control your reality and be like, Hey, um, I am free. I am not a slave. I am, um, capable of anything. I am limitless. I am powerful. I create my own reality. I am even just saying I am like the power of I am is so fucking powerful and no one even knows that. And, um, I don't know. I know it's dumb. It sounds dumb. It's not dumb, but it sounds dumb. And I feel like if more people were interested in it or more people like wanted to learn about not being a slave anymore, it starts with not being a slave period. That sounds so simple. It sounds so like white hippy dippy bullshit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a, a very powerful like tool in liberation from the system is like self liberation in and of itself. And like a lot of that really comes with like getting off of the grid and sort of dismantling like the power structures that you find yourself like really like involving yourself with and, and being sort of like, uh, you know, I don't know, like, uh, at like beholden to let's say. Right. And so because of that, like, I don't know, it's, it's hard to really get away. And a lot of those, like those shows, like, while they are like really entertaining and they're really cool, like they also really set up this sort of mindset to where like anyone can do it. And that's a really powerful idea because like anyone can like sort of get all go off the grid. Like obviously it's like hard work and you need to like work really hard at it, but like it's possible for anyone to really do it. Like you do need startup capital and all that shit, but like you can break away. Like it's, it's within your power to do so. It is like mm -hmm. something that you definitely like can do and you can do it like pretty easily. Like if you really put yeah. your mind to it and like dedicate the time and the resources, you know, to doing it. And 
you brought up something before that I thought was was sort of interesting and something to bring up in the last like ten minutes when you talk about like a lot of trauma like trauma was brought up and an interesting part about like trauma and like forced trauma and like dealing with trauma is that like with the MK Ultra stuff, like that is the easiest way to condition and like brainwash somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Like that really is like the easiest way to do it. Like you can just go ahead and torment somebody and like break their brain and then reprogram it like however you really want. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and instead of you really like spending a lot of time and effort on it, you just subject someone to one very traumatic experience at like an impressionable point in their life. And then boom, they're fucking done. Like their brain is fucking broken. That's why like systematic abuse is such a big thing. And systematic child abuse is such a big thing because it's the easiest way to just like control people so quickly, you know? Like you just can so easily break somebody and then reprogram them according to your, your wishes or your wills or whatever, you know, just by exposing them to insane trauma. And like when you get into a lot of these like QAnon stuff and especially like a lot of just like, I don't know, like general conspiracy stuff involving like kids and like generalized control. You always hear about like crazy child abuse and like the purpose of it. Like it is very sadistic and it is like for the abuser's pleasure, but like it also is to create like, you know, like little slaves or like uh, any of that kind of stuff. Like it's the easiest way to like program the shit out of people is to like just, it's a, it's a really powerful uh, deprogramming and reprogramming like method. Right. So if, if you can really get in there and, and damage someone's psyche and damage their personality Mm -hmm. then you can control them. And that's why like, a lot of like very powerful like liberation techniques involve like addressing your trauma and addressing your issues and like going to therapy or like confronting Mm -hmm. whatever happened to you. And then that way, like a lot of the power from those incidents goes away, right? Like it loses its power when it's confronted and when you're no longer controlled by the guilt or the shame or the, you know, the uncomfortableness of all of it. And it's, it's really interesting. Like it's, it's really, really powerful. And it's something that like people, I think take for granted a lot, but it's something that you really need to consider if you want to take these steps towards, you know, getting your shit together or breaking the bonds of control that the people in power have over you. Like, you need to address like your systematic abuse and your oppression and, and, and deal with it. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. hard, but you need to remove those shackles. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, once again, the power of word is everything like logos literally means the word of God. And you will hear me saying that in almost like everything. Yeah. And I think that it's important to be like, hey, um, if the word of God means logos, and actually going back to like the Illuminati and the 13 bloodlines, like I think it's important to say that um, they understood the power of logos, like actual symbology and symbolism and pictures and depictions and how much control that had over the subconscious. Like if we can be like, Hey, um, let me, I don't know. Let me basically have this flag flying over a whole country. Like that's, that's what's going to stick in people's minds. Mm -hmm. And then not only if you have it there, but if you have it perpetuated in films, like that is what's going to stick in people's minds. People pay money to be brainwashed. 
we're buying into our own slavery. And it's so, so, so important to be like, hey, this doesn't control me. I am not controlled by money. I am not controlled by capitalism. I am not controlled by the powers that be. In fact, I control me. I control my own actions. I control my own fate. I control my own way of seeing and being. And that's like what's ultimately important is in order to control your reality. Because we can talk about conspiracy all fucking day long. And we can talk about um, the ways in which the Illuminati control us all. But at the end of the day, if we want any actual change and not to just have it be a conversation, um, I think that these conversations are important and they sound kind of hippy dippy and outlandish, but they're important nonetheless, because once again, I'm going to talk about this a lot. If the, if, if higher up agencies are paying trillions of fucking dollars to do the research of metaphysics over physics and metaphysicality over physicality, then that means that there must be something to the power of thought and the power of frequency and the power of vibration and the power of word. So it's important to understand that. Yeah. And I mean, like, even if it's not like metaphysics per se, like, like uh, the propaganda arm of any government or any ruling class is their most important thing. Mm -hmm. If you look at like the Soviet union, when they formed all of the original Bolshevik leaders were editors of newspapers and things like that, because they understood that the way to control people is to control the propaganda and to control the narrative and control the media and things like that. So, Mm -hmm. so like that is why Hollywood is so important. And that's why all these various like entertainment industries are so important and why they are also so tightly or closely or whatever connected to the military industrial complex because the people in power and the people who need us to be and act a certain way, they all understand that the only way that they're going to continue to have our support or be able to control us is to use subversive media tactics. So like, that's why you don't see like, these old propaganda posters like from back in the day, like the, I want you to serve in the army because they don't need to because they create like call of duty video games or they create like these cool action movies and stuff. And then that's like the easiest way to not trick, but just kind of like convince these people to be like, huh, maybe I should join and serve. Maybe I should be a soldier. Like aside from just forcing them to do it economically because people don't have health insurance or a way to get an education. But, you know, like uh, the pool of propaganda is something that should not be ignored. And it's, it's one of the things that doesn't get brought up with Project Paperclip. Like everyone sort of focuses on NASA and the scientists, which was very important. But you also have to understand that one of the things that the Nazis did best was propaganda. Like Joseph Goebbels was a genius when it came to mm-hmm. mass psychology and marketing and things like that. Yep. And so the people who worked within his like ministry of propaganda, like they were very sought after people. And that's why like the cold war, like when, you know, before the cold war, after the Nazi regime fell, and everyone was scrambling to get all these scientists. Some of them were social scientists. They were psychologists. They were people who were involved in propaganda. And that's why you really saw the propaganda machine from both, we'll call them nations, both blocks, the Eastern Bloc and the Western Bloc, really go fucking crazy after World War II because they got these fucking Nazi propagandists. And they were taught how to really subvert their population they were taught how to do mind control and 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 stuff like that like psychology is something that is very important for the ruling class in terms of how they control you because Mm -hmm. as we see people who are into conspiracy stuff can very like clearly see like there's so much stuff that happens every day that controls you and you wouldn't even know it Mm -hmm. So we talk a lot about, and like, and this is kind of wrapping up our episode, but we talked a lot about um, preconditioning in Hollywood films. 
Um, but going off of what Zero was just talking about, right? Um, our response. So first of all, let me just tell you why films and music and entertainment work. There's this thing called a feedback loop. And basically, if you are fed enough positive reinforcement doing the same thing that leads to positive reinforcement, you're going to perpetuate that action that leads to positive reinforcement. Mm -hmm. The feeling of a dopamine hit, the feeling of goodness. If you get this number of likes on Instagram, if you get this number of engagements on Facebook, if you receive this many retweets on Twitter, if X, Y, and Z, right? Like the list is endless. Mm -hmm. um, and that, and that's why entertainment works because you get a mass amount of people who are like, did you watch fucking, did you fucking watch that film at the, the Oscars? Like, oh my God, you get yes, right? And if you say yes, then you are popularized by your social circles. And it sounds dumb. It sounds like, you know, this isn't necessarily a popularity contest, but in a sense it is. In a sense, like we go and we talk to strangers and we talk to our groups and our, our circle of friends and we are in our own feedback loop. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to start with that and lead into the word conspiracy theorist and lead into this idea of a fringe theorist. Now, we're, um, we're at an hour right now, so. Word. This will be very quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I guess I just wanted to end with um, the way that conspiracy theorists are portrayed in Hollywood films. Mm -hmm. And we our we're usually and I say we because I mean, I'm included in that fringe theorist um, <laughs> portrayal. Um, but we're, we're often described and depicted as paranoid or disturbed or delusional or physically messy, like our, our rooms are destroyed. Right. Or hyperactive. And yeah, it's always like an unhinged, like disheveled, like paranoid, like yeah. it's like films depict these people in this light that tend to create a caricature that we can collectively mock mm -hmm. and um, dismiss. And I don't know, I just wanted to leave it, leave it at that because um, usually Hollywood, I have never seen a Hollywood movie that challenges the paradigm that challenges trillionaires. In fact, all I see is Hollywood films challenging the idea that if you scrutinize the world that you live in beyond what you've already been conditioned to teach or conditioned to think about our reality, then you will be mocked. Anyone who hyper -criti criticizes the world that we live in beyond what we've already been taught in school, in high school, in pre-K, right? Like we were taught to say the Pledge of Allegiance. That's that's fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. That's so fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like for real. Um, and I guess I just wanted to end it on that. Hollywood is is whack. Don't do drugs. Don't do Hollywood drugs. <laughs> Don't watch movies anymore. And if you do, you better wear watch them with the glasses of criticism and scrutiny. Yeah. My one little thing I'll end it on because you talk about the drug stuff. Um, yeah. And I have a whole rant I can go on, but um, as someone who used to do a lot of drugs, um, I mm -hmm. think that a lot of like the glorifying drugs in youth is tied to mm. what you were saying because like now as a 30-year-old adult, like mm -hmm. it takes a lot for me to get a fucking dopamine hit. Like it takes a lot for yeah. me to like feel <laughs> in general, yep. you know? And one of the ways to feel artificially is through like entertainment stimuli and, and outside yep. things like that, that come from like media, like video games and movies and TV and stuff. So I, you know, I kind of think that a lot of the pushing for young people to party and to like do drugs and stuff like you see in, in movies and especially hear about in okay. music. Like I think a lot of that is to deplete, natural sources of dopamine in order for people to get hooked on TV and to get hooked Correct. on video games in order for them to then get addicted to the dopamine hits, but they can only mm -hmm. get the fucking dopamine hits through, you know, when you get older, like your dopamine uh, receptors are just fucking fried. And so the only way you can get it is through like fucking, you know, whatever your preferred media is, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And that's exactly. like a way to keep people fucking hooked. Like if you're, you know, for people who don't know, like if you do a lot of hard drugs, especially like opiates and stuff like that, it 
it targets around your dopamine receptors and your dopamine production and you have an overflow of dopamine and then eventually it stops working and that's why you need to start taking more and more drugs. And then when you get clean and when you get off of these drugs, it's very hard for you to produce dopamine uh, Mm -hmm. naturally. And, Mm -hmm. you know, dopamine makes you feel good. So that's why a lot of people who get off drugs are like kind of boring. They're kind of depressed. They're kind of like general malaise and stuff because you physically can't feel that like type of joy anymore naturally, but you need an outside, you you need an outside source. Yeah. You need an artificial sense. Exactly. And you already are addicted to feeling good and dopamine hits make you feel good. So now like that you're clean, like now you just start, that's why a lot of people like really get into food because that can give you dopamine hits or they get really into like movies or TV and stuff because, or video games, like something to keep your mind off the drugs. No, it's something to replace your, like your dopamine receptor, Mm -hmm. like intake with, but all right, we're at, we're a little over an hour, so we should end it here. Um, (laughs) okay. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you guys. Yeah, Thanks again for listening guys. This is, this has been a really fun one and, um, we look forward to chatting with everyone in the discord. Um, but yeah, thanks again. And, you know, take your medicine, the medicine of life. <laughs> yeah. Take care of yourself. Shit's, <laughs> shit's, going, shit's going crazy. So, you know, just be safe. Yeah. For, yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah. See you thanks guys. guys. We love you. Yeah. Bye.